Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Hello everybody and welcome to uh, our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer and uh, a lot to get through today. Um, Since we last spoke obviously we've had the derby match on the Friday night, we've had a couple of um, high profile departures and we've had uh, a fairly significant addition to the squad as well. Um, Obviously we've got uh, players coming back from injury, an awful lot to go at but I think we'll start. Uh, You've all been waiting to hear Scotty's reaction to the news this morning. Clearly, uh, the Greek fans were absolutely ecstatic to see Kevin Morales returning to Olympiacos, where he won the league with them twice and was top scorer with them twice, but probably only marginally less ecstatic is uh, Tony. <laughs> it's only on loan till the end of the season, but, you know, he's gone. Scotty, you won't mourn his departure, will you? I won't, not one bit. I just think we've had six years of... An attitude problem from Kevin Morales from day one. Yeah, he, he in fits and start, he'll have one good game out of nine, put one in the top corner and that's it, he's out so seeing the game. I think that's unfair. I think you've had a couple of years of uh, bad attitude. I think for three or four years, I thought his attitude was Would you say was so? Yeah. I've, I've probably bored you with it before on these uh, podcasts, yeah. but uh, a derby match in Anfield. Not one of the more recent 4 nilers, but one about <laughs> uh, three years ago when Everton were absolutely pulverised and he was the one player that kept going for me all the way through. And Is there any more that's been to mind? Well, not many, I have to say, no. In the six-year stint, 150 no, games? No, I thought he, uh, he impressed initially, you know, so for a year or two. Well, no, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. The last couple of years, his attitude has been awful. Why is David Moyes, Roberto Martinez, Ronald Koeman, Sam Allardyce... All these managers seen right through him. Yeah. And now he's gone. I think it's only Allardyce that's seen through him. Yeah. He's not even attempted to use him. Uh, other managers have because they know the ability he's got. Yeah, uh, and when you see it on occasions, you think, wow, this fella could do something for us. But you don't see it often enough. And that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my yeah. argument with him. And yeah. I think it went on record before the saying is that that's my main gripe with the lad is because he's got the ability. Yeah. Enough that no, if, he did, if he was like a Phil Neville, so to speak, lads will just run and run around, give you it his all, 100%. You take them for granted, but this lad has got more ability than most, and yeah. he doesn't use it. And that's my main gripe and frustration with him. Glad to see him out the door. Yeah. And you see the Olympi- yeah, Olympiacos fans, well, I'll give them 10 games and they'll see a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think totally share Tony's view there. Um, 
he has got all the, the attributes needed to be a very good player, hasn't he? And he showed them certainly in his first year, maybe in his second year. You know, he can go either side, can't he, of a, a defender. He's a good finisher. He's got a bit of pace. Mm. You know, he's got all the attributes you think in the Premier League he should do really well. But, you know, one thing or another, it's never worked, not worked out for him since about 2014. Didn't help that. Was it sort of Spurs he was inclined for a move yeah. to, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, things were around that time, well, which is what, three years ago now, yeah. that you're thinking actually there's something going on here. Uh, and since then, he's never, you know, odd game aside, he's never really done it. And, and I just think it's sad. I think when you look back, you know, say 10, 20 years' time, you look at players who play for us in the Premier League, you'd be looking at him and thinking, you should have done a lot better yeah, than yeah, that, you know. And I mm. think that's the sad thing about it, setting aside laughing and joking and all that. And as bad as you, that's the sad thing about it because, as we well know, over the last few years, we haven't had that. You know, that players of you can do that and offer a little bit different of not being exactly, you know, filling our team after for, for one reason or the other. And that's just, I just think it's sad. But, you know, if we get a deal, what's a loan deal? Is it just a loan? That's yeah. it, a loan the end There's of the no season. Fee. No, no, no fee. Yeah. Does it say a lot about him that he's been at Everton for like five or six years now? And no, obviously, a lot of Premier League clubs will have seen him. On a weekly basis, not one single team around Europe. I know Wolfsburg. He, there was an opportunity to go to Wolfsburg as well. Not one single Premier League team looked at him. Do you know what? We'll take a chance on him. He ends up going to Greece. They're looking at other players, aren't they? And that's the thing. Not just looking at him. There's thousands of players that clubs are looking at. So yeah, not surprised. And, and I suppose the detail is that what he's been five and a half seasons, yeah. 150 games. What's yeah. that? 25, 30 games a season. Yeah, yeah. Chris, no, you'd be sorry to see him go. Uh, no, I think um, his, his time had passed. When he first came, he, he was so single-minded. You see him, he get the ball. He just want to go to goal as quickly as possible, as directly as possible. He, he tries to make things happen by by, mm. by his, himself almost. But once that had gone in, in, in his latter years, now once the guy, he didn't offer very much at all, really. So at this Premier League level, perhaps in Greece, at a, a slightly less level, he might rediscover that kind of form. But I think as a Premier League force, he was finished. The final nail in the Morales coffin for me was... Um, the penalty with Leighton Baines that time. <laughs> nice. yeah. I said that was it. Not not to do with they had Leighton Baines first goal scorer, a good bet on it. Like and then Morales stepped up and took the penalty off him. But no, no, no yeah, that was. Yeah, that I was think the final, final nail was the the incident that did took place or didn't took place with involving him and Schneider. Yeah, yeah. I think that's quite a stupid sending off in there as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, on, let's draw a line under Kevin Morales. Good. I mean, he's only on loan. You know, he could uh, he could yeah. always return. But return for the seventh manager of Everton. Yeah. Now, to, to me, a far more significant departure yeah. uh, will be Ross Barkley. Um, and you know, really curious circumstances. Having agreed to go to Chelsea in the summer for thirty-five million. Uh, obviously injured so he couldn't have played anyway then ends up going back there six months later for 20 million quid less it's cost Everton a fair bit of money but will we be sorry to see him go now the reason I say that and is that when Barkley's not on the team sheet for me he's not one of those players that you think oh gosh we're really going to miss him you know the tools that he's got at his disposal you know, he's two-footed, he scores goals, he's got pace, he can go past the player, he's got strength. You think, wow, this fella should be able to live up to the billing that Roberto Martinez, rather ludicrously gave him of being, you know, a cross between Balak and Gascoigne. Yeah, for me, he's never really done it. And I personally don't think he's going to be missed that much, really, in the Everton squad. But, you know, happy yeah. to be shot down in flames. I mean, do you think otherwise? Two, two issues here for me. One is the circumstances of his deal in yeah. terms of the 35 to 15, you know, which is... Or whatever the final figure was, um, just shows you the the you now well as a club, and I don't 
it's not accusing anybody of anything here is as a club you get into very dangerous territory when you get somebody who's a reasonably you know if you have the full contract as a yeah. high value player if you let them go into yeah. their family or the contract you, you, you're leaving yourself open I wouldn't say abused where the situation mm. could be manipulated for other parties you know and that's what's mm. happened here isn't it I'm not saying it's Evans fault because there's lots of you know at the end of the day I think the injury was the, the, the thing yeah. you know and I think um, that shows you the danger of, of that happening the second thing is is what Pleno says really is he hasn't really developed what is he now is he 20 24 he's 24 now yeah, 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 he's, yeah. he's been going backwards for for, for three years yeah. the, the only thing i'd say under maybe under a new manager maybe, maybe you know maybe from what you hear perhaps about what happened with cumin and, and what was but he's had a lot of managers though hasn't he had martinez hasn't he had boys as well about? I don't think he play under Moyes. Yeah, really. he did. Moyes gave him his debut. Yeah, but he didn't play. His first season was under Martinez, wasn't it? Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, but he gave him and then he went on loan as well at Sheffield yeah, Wednesday and Leeds. Still a young lad. He's played under England managers as well, so I don't vouch for that. And you, yeah. I think you've either got it or you haven't. Okay, I, I, my opinion is it would, yeah. might have been. Bear in mind that some of his form and the, and the drop in form, and maybe his attitude was, was to do with the previous manager. An opportunity to see him under a, under under new, you know, under a new boss. Um, but it's 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 sad in the back when Ross came into the team. We all know it, it doesn't fit the narrative as what you would expect it to happen, and that's the sad thing for me, really. You want a little bit of spark, you know, don't you? But, but, yeah. And if he were a homegrown player, yeah. an Evertonian supposedly. Yeah. Would anyone be flinching at the moment because of it? Yeah, that's a fair comment. Uh, probably similarities to some of in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably similarities to yeah, yeah. I think the most telling comment was when um, the Conte press conference before the Norwich game when he was asked about him and he said that, yeah, yeah, we're signing him. But he gave the impression that it was being made as a signing as an investment yeah. rather yeah. than as a yeah. player. Now, if you look at their bench, you know, they've got Cesc Fabregas to come on in that position. William and everyone. Uh, yeah. Are they going to be using Ross Barkley as a player? But it just smacked us. He's too cheap to say no to. You know, 15 million quid. We can keep him in the squad, you know, for the rest of the season, you know, for 18 months maybe, and then move him on for 40 or 50 yeah. million. And I might be wrong there, but that just seemed yeah, to be the, um, yeah. the subtext of what you were saying. I end up with this on for a year or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I totally <laughs> agree because I look at it ability wise and player. He's not going to get in that Chelsea team. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near good enough. And I look at players who are younger than him. He would basically dominate in Premier League games. Raheem Sterling, Deli Ali, mm. all players have come through their academies, etc., and are dominating games, taking games. But he doesn't. He doesn't do it as much. And he's older than a lot of yeah, them. The world, the difference playing for Everton under under Koeman and Marcel's and play, playing under Man City under Guardiola. But if you compare them to, to he's, Sterling, ri- he's ripping it up at Liverpool, Sterling. That's why, got the 50, that's why you got the £50 million pound, mate. Yeah, but, Deli Alley. I wasn't saying ripping up, he's a vastly, Sterling's vastly improved player at City, but I, I, know, I, I know what you're Deli saying. Deli Alley's is, a lot younger. But, but who knows? Rash, Rashford's younger than Barkley. But, but who knows that he could go to Chelsea? Could, he could fulfil. You know, he's acted as, as, as a spare to him. Nothing like against the lad, we hope yeah. he does, yeah. but yeah. I, I personally don't see it. I mean, no. Chris, are you disappointed to see him yeah. disappear? I, I, I felt. Um, <coughs> truly privileged to see him score that goal at Newcastle when he yeah, scored yeah, that goal yeah. and he ran it and oh, so, he scored some blinders yeah. Yeah. so many players just not capable of doing that and again that's part of the frustration isn't it knowing that he had that in his locker to be able to do that but he just wasn't able to take his, his game yeah. on and like you say the Chelsea move it's almost like because he's gone into the final year of his contract it's too good a deal for them to turn down it was telling really that the um, 
the manager wasn't even um, there when when he signed. Um, mm. He was unveiled, and it was with one of the directors, who I think she does a lot of the commercial stuff for yeah. them. And yeah. this um, mm. um, Canadian businesswoman, who, who Russian Canadian businesswoman, who works at Chelsea. So yeah. that was quite interesting. The fact that the quotes were coming from her. Yeah, yeah. That was who he was with when he yeah. when he signed for the club, rather than um, here's the here's the manager welcoming with open arms. Yeah. Could be quite I appropriate. Think, yes, I think deep down, if you probably to ask Conti about Barkley, he probably wouldn't have a clue about him. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have a clue because don't forget, boss has been out the equation for the best part yeah. of 12 months, hasn't he? Yeah, since he's been there, what 18 months? It's not really a thing that sets us anymore, but in terms of like you know, if you think he's had problems with Cumin, you know, oh, yeah, with Conte, he's a you know, there's two sides, similar cloth. Yeah, yeah, I, always, I always got the impression that he was quite a sensitive soul, yeah. Barkley, that needed man managing in the right way. I mean, you always think back to Phil Jagielka's words in the Wembley Tunnel, they're not mm. booing you, Roscoe. Almost like, you know, he yeah. needs an arm around him. He's yeah. reassuring all the time. Martinez did that far too much the other way. You know, he didn't put an arm around him. He put him on a pedestal and built him right up. Yeah. Whereas Koeman, to me, handled him okay. He was yeah, quite, he was brutally absolutely. honest. He made him captain against Yeovil. You know, he mm. gave him opportunities, but he did, certainly didn't, you know, pander to him. Mm. Uh, but you get the impression he needs that reassurance. Where did he get that from Antonio Conte? Uh, but that's what I mean. If things had been bad under Coombe and under Conte in far different circumstances, you know, it's just, tough learning care for him. There's two sides to look at, isn't it, Gab? You've got, from an Everton perspective, him, he's cost us the best part of 20-odd million quid, hasn't he, by moving, what, four months later than what he should have done. Yeah. From an Everton fan's perspective, they've got a gripe with that because he's meant to be so-called one of their own, etc. Yeah, yeah, exactly, et yeah, that romantic Now, view, from yeah. Barkley's perspective, he's probably thinking, well, do you know what, I've just created a nice signing on for you, Chelsea. Etc. And then my wages have probably trebled than what I'm on at Everton. I've got more chance of winning trophies. I'm going to be playing with better players. Everton, see you in the mid-table. I'm chasing the Champions League here. There's two sides to look at it, isn't he, from Barkley's perspective and an Everton fan's perspective? If he plays. Yeah, if he plays. I mean, his wages, I think we offered 100. Is that, that was the story I heard. I don't know the figures, but it was yeah, a sizable yeah. increase. Yeah. Yeah. And it's madness that. And I know it's deep down, you look at it, if you're Evertonian and someone offers you £100,000 a week to play yeah. for the team, you absolutely idolise and you're tearing it yeah, down. Well, we've had this discussion before. It's like, you've got to, and don't want to. Is if you're a professional sportsman, you've got to you've got to you've got to distance yourself from your, your emotional attachment to things for the be- the good of your career. Yeah. And and you know I don't like I've Steve Gerrard. Well, could be argued on at least one occasion. But he, he did. did. But he, he did. didn't. Well, yeah. But don't talk about other people. And just generally speaking, and for bar- for the good of his career. He's saying, well, actually, I want to. I don't want to make that emotional attachment. I want to do what's best for me at the moment. And. Sometimes, if you're on the outside looking into these things, on the outside looking in, you have a completely different perspective than if you're on the yeah, inside yeah. looking out. And I think you should always remember that about players. I, I, I remember years ago, the one I was thinking about, and I remember this when we sold David Johnson, nearly 70s, yeah. and Tim, he was a probably really promising young player. We sold him, he bought like Bailey, Rod Belfit, Belfit and Bailey. Yeah, he was yeah. just like completely, you know, journeyman. And they let Johnson go, but then like, Two, two, three years playing for for, for England, and then ended up getting transferred to, to Liverpool for two hundred thousand quid, and that that's a transfer I can yeah. think of that I think quite similar. And um, he was a very young striker at the time. That was twenty twenty one, yeah, yeah. But he was even with, you know yeah. at the time when he was struggling, and that that went completely wrong for us. And I think um, 
I don't think it will with Barkley, but it just doesn't fit the narrative that he would have wanted in 2013-14. That's a sad thing for me. Mm. Well, come on, let's uh, focus on a positive. Uh, <laughs> the Derby. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we'll come to that. We'll come to that. For Morales, it is a positive for Tony. Well, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Oh, all right, a positive in the signing that Everton have made. Yeah. Curious timing, you know, so half time in the Derby match when it was uh, announced. But, you know, Cenk Tosin, I think that's how you pronounce it, isn't it, has uh, arrived from Besiktas, proven goals record, and he's clearly, you know, a, a body in an area of the team that we need reinforcements quite badly. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't play against Liverpool, but is available for Tottenham this weekend. Take it, we're all thrilled to finally see a, a striker arrive belatedly at the club. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought the time was all right to actually get announced on national telly. I think we've been told to expect an announcement pre-match and I think that's why we, when it didn't happen yeah. we were anticipating oh, well, it'll give us something for tomorrow morning yeah. and then you know half time but yeah maybe it is good PR yeah, you know, to the, get the, it the, the yeah, gripe yeah. was it's nothing to do with obviously if you can be, it was because we wanted to sign him at 12 o'clock so we could play in that derby to make some kind of impact and the play that they signed yeah. in Van Dijk by getting it done before the line so happens he gets yeah. the winner, and that was the main claim. Yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about the time, and yeah, that's a separate issue. But yeah, I get that. Yeah, I've not. I think, you know, face value um, brings us something that we've needed for a long time. Yeah. Um, my concern is, is as we said last week, is we've got to start creating those chances for them to feed off. Haven't mm. we? That's the thing, and therefore that will possibly need maybe another signing in behind them to add yeah. a little bit more creativity different formation playing Sigurds and say just behind them and that's going to be the key to the success of the transfer yeah. well let me throw this one in because this is something I wrote about on uh, Saturday about um, Sigurdsson and his last four goals three of them have come playing down the centre or you know yeah. right of centre when Rooney two of them when Rooney hasn't been on the pitch and obviously Rooney was substituted early in the derby match and you could argue that Sigurdsson scored that goal from a position that Rooney might have been, you know, not yeah. unreasonably expected to, you know, adopt. Should Sigurdsson now be playing in a more central role, where, where he clearly is more effective, and that will obviously be at Wayne Rooney's expense? Does Wayne Rooney become a glorified super sub now, Chris? Um, yeah. <laughs> nice to use you, Mum. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been saying uh, all along, and it's been in the quandary from the start. The two, the two number tens, one's the club's most expensive signing, one's yeah. the club's um, highest uh, yeah. earning player. So. They seem to be working that out somewhat um, a month or so ago with Rooney playing in, in the deeper midfield role. Mm. But um, if ultimately, given that the age of the, the two players, yeah. I think if it comes to the crunch, um, you, you, you've got to go with um, Sigurdsson. But I think they can both um, play a part. I think if you've got to play Sigurdsson central, then you need to sign a left-sided midfielder. Because obviously Sigurdsson's playing there at the moment. That's a great so if you, if yeah. you were to sign, say, Theo Walcott, for example, just put Walcott on one wing... Blassi on the other, and then you can place it. Sigurdsson central. Yeah. At the moment, Sigurdsson's playing there because there's nobody else there to play. Sort of bosses with somebody with yeah. a little bit more creativity. It's perhaps who we need. In answer to Brano's piece, I totally agree. I mean, I think I would have played them there from the start. To be honest with you, if, you sat, if, you, if you're going to make a, the point of an investment yeah. of 45, 48 million quid, and somebody that you've chased for a long time, yeah. as we all know, um, then when you to, to Bring him to the club and then not play him in his be best position seems counterintuitive to me. I think he should have played there from the start. Yeah. And I think from what we've seen so far and picking up on Plano's points that he's made there, he has to play there now. I'm from, yeah. on the evidence I think he played there just because there's no one else there to play on the left side at all. Because when you think about it, we've got no left back. Yeah, I get that. But, but I mean, if I had no Balassi, you can sometimes give you yeah. an option there. 
I, I would. I, 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 they don't really see the point then, and I still don't see it now of, of not playing in his best position. Yeah. And he's obviously that's where you get the best out of him. I think. I think there. He's one of them players. We spoke spoke about Wayne the other week about about you know even though like sort of maybe it's not optimum performance compared to say five six years ago, he'll do one or two things a game. You think oh, yeah. you know that was good that you still got it and I think Sigurdsson seems to be that type of player doesn't yeah, he yeah. That you, you're not going to get a full 90 you may not get a full 90 minutes oh that was great stuff yeah. you know great ball you know great yeah. you'll get one or two moments a game like we've seen you do where his work rate is Mike. oh it is it know, is he, but he never stops you know closing down pressing chasing yeah. but no that, that's still no, you know I'm talking yeah. about things that you get you out your seat you know like yeah, you yeah. go that, mm. that was something to that was a highlight and I think Sigurdsson's the type of player who give you one or two highlights a game yeah Rather than sort of being <coughs> always involved. Yeah. In no, apart from getting the best out of Sigurdsson, the concern for me is like Rooney's performances over the last few games. Mm. Whether that's because it's Man United and it's Liverpool, and he wants desperately to impress and he's trying a bit too hard, but you know his pass ratio completion is appalling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was forty-eight percent against Liverpool. Uh, sorry, against Man United. That that mm. is absolutely mm. dreadful. Yeah. Liverpool, it wasn't a great deal better. I think it was like sixty-one or something. Yeah. And it's, you know, for a guy who clearly has quality, yeah. I mean, Allardyce picked that out when he first arrived. You know, it's passing. That's why he can play midfield. But he hasn't been passing the ball well. I think it is that emotional yeah. attachment because you, you you don't play well all season. And then hit two games on the spin, yeah. where you've got like that emotional attachment towards Man United. Obviously, you're looking to prove a point. Well, that would explain on the television. And that would explain the ridiculous booking in the first. Obviously, five and he was cutting. He was yeah. he was sending off and happening well, wasn't he? So I think I'd excuse them two games. Listen, if a carries on next week at Tottenham away, and then yeah. you start questioning the ground on what's going in here. But interesting to see, someone I think you've alluded to playing them all season, is that now we've got Susan signed. Surely, so when now we're going to see. Someone reap the benefit of Sigurdsson's yeah. set pieces now yeah, because yeah, yeah. we've seen timeless amounts of times this season. Sigurdsson's deep balls into the box, yeah. crosses, there's nobody there at all. And you're open, it's, it's got that badge, you're open that an Ashley Williams or a Michael Keane gets on the end of yeah. the centre half. Now there's a big lad up front, so there's no excuses for it now. Well, Balassi put one in at Anfield, oh, which was an absolute yeah. You know, yeah. diamond of a pass. And you know, he looked appalled that nobody did attack there. It's just one yeah. of those things. Right, come on, okay, just, on. Just, just say one thing about Rooney, I agree. Yeah. I don't know if you've read one of Ferguson's books, he talks about him, how Ferguson was always worried about him playing on Merseyside when he at Man United because yeah. he always felt he overheated, uh, that the emotion of the, the occasion got to him. And I think there was at least two occasions, one at Goodison, one at Anfield, where he was fit. Yeah. And Ferguson obviously thought he wasn't in the right frame of mind well, and put, left him on the yeah, bench. It's, it's good actually, because that you wonderful know. Alex Ferguson quote that I've chatted out so many times, about uh, you know, it's a nightmare going it's there. It's a nightmare so, going yeah. there. Even if we had Dixie Dean playing for us, <laughs> uh, and that was in relation. I think it was 2011, and it was in relation to Wayne Rooney, who'd been in the uh, front pages for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And he'd basically come up with that quote to say he wasn't going to play him at Goodison for that reason yeah. because he knew that you know yeah. he just going to be hostile. Yeah, he, he would react. He, to he said, I was just wondering why he never did that at Anfield in December though. Because at Anfield he played, yeah. he was really disciplined yeah. and he mm. played, played the type pass, of role that yeah, he wanted. He wanted was to he captain in that game? I'm not sure. Maybe coming off the back of the Man United game, he was just more frustrated on. Yeah. I think, on do you know Friday. what? I'm not <coughs> so much. I think he was captain in the derby in the league game, and he's probably he's had to deal Maybe. with. Do you know what? I've got to I've got to be responsible Maybe. here. Where he was just a normal player, yeah. if you know what I mean. Not making excuses for him. He's been poor last two games. But leads us to the derby. Yeah, it leads us to. Yeah, we need to discuss it. As much as it is. No, I mean, sixty seconds. It hurts. <laughs> no, it hurts. The clearly. norm. The norm. To, to me, it's it's a weird one because the performance level was so much better and so much more ambitious than in the Premier League visit yeah. there, and yet ended up losing. Go there and stink the gaff out, and then in the Premier League yeah. game and get a draw. 
go then. I want to have a go, but you know, so we're a little bit more positive and end up losing. And clearly there were, you know, so errors at crucial times. And we'll go on, we'll get the penalty out of the way. I mean, to me, it's just it's awful never a penalty. decision. It's, it's never a penalty, bad. but you can, the argument is that everyone's going to say, well, neither was Calvert-Lewin's on Lovely. But the, there's a big difference. Some people will say, oh, you're a bit of blue here. Well, yeah. it, it's not the case. There was a, a genuine shove on Calvert-Lewin. Mm. Was it enough to make him go over? I think it was. Yeah. We, we'll never yeah. know, but there was a push. This wasn't. There was two arms going around his waist. And it was a completely unnatural way for mm. Adam Lallana to fall. And um, you know, well, if, just to have if, if the, the video floor. assistant referee had been in action, he'd have looked at it and laughed and yeah. said, "No, no, keep was going." Was it booked in for diving? Exactly, yeah. But you know, so, so that went against Everson. Did that show us an experience? Just the, we, I thought, me personally, and I disagree with you, Plano. I thought Holgate yeah. was absolutely brilliant on the night. I really thought he dealt with Firmino brilliantly. Yeah. Now Firmino was crucial to how Liverpool play, no, and I thought he dealt with him he, brilliantly. He played well, but I mean, I got you know slaughtered in my player ratings for Mark. Rightly so, by the way. I marked him down a because he gave away the penalty, and b he should have been sent off. Yeah. You know, all right, you can't okay. argue that the frustration got the better of him. It was like a bad decision on the penalty, but it went against him. But to react the way he did to Firmino and shove yeah. him into the crowd, apart. Far from nearly getting sent off, he could have injured some poor kid in the crowd. Yeah, 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 it was just that. like ridiculous. Could, could Tom Davis. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As his performance on the, I get well, yeah, that. Yeah, the those, those two brilliant. major incidents apart. Yeah, yeah his performance. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but that, to be fair, that's what you judge by, isn't it? That, that's the point to me. I would say about stats. It always tells you what you've done in the game, yeah, yeah. not what you've not done. Sure. Yeah. Mm. And that's why I would say about a player. You know, when you've got about seventy percent pack pass completion, 90%, whatever, tackles won. What it doesn't, you know, if those 10% tackles not won, then yeah. you're in the opposition score, then, like, that's a 5 on 10, isn't it, you know? Sure enough. And, and I think, I, I'm sort of halfway between. Yeah. So I thought, I thought he played, apart from that, those yeah. omissions, I thought he played quite well. And I think, I was thinking about this, of our four centre-halves at the moment, would he be the first pick? Yeah. You know what, I was just going to ask all, all of you, you know, who would be your central defensive pairings? Because a little anecdote before we do that, talking about what you do and don't do, you know, regarding you know, how your stats fare. Uh, only about two or three years, well, whenever he's in his final year, David Moyes sent away all the backroom staff at Everton uh, to analyse every single goal Everton had conceded mm-hmm. and come back and, you know, so let me know who you think, you know, is costing us goals. And I think they had some kind of criteria whereby, you know, three points if you're directly responsible for a goal, two points if you're in the vicinity and could have done better, mm. one point if you were slightly connected. And he said he was amazed. They all came back with exactly the same man, Sylvain Distan. He was costing Everton yeah. more goals than anybody mm. else. And so you're right, statistics can give a very misleading, you know, sort of assessment of what's going on. Mason Holgate's statistics on the night were very, very good. But, you know, two major yeah. incidents that could yeah. have cost, or one did cost the club, the other didn't. Go on then, we'll go around all of us. You know, who would be your central defensive pairing of the players that we have? Leave Furness Murray out of it because he's injured. The players who are available at the moment. I mean, Chris, I mean, who would you like as the, as the I think it, it, it's horses for courses, but um, he's had a, a tough first half to the season, but you've got to think given the investment they, they did on him, that you'd want to have Michael Keane in there as a yeah. um, £25 million player. Player, yeah, and then it's up to the, the rest of them. They've got the two old boys to, to fight it out. And Holgate is, I suppose, it depends how much Big Sam trusts him because for the rest of the season now, maybe if you want to go and develop Holgate, we know what the other two older players can can offer you. So, yeah, if he can go, but perhaps if it, Holgate's got the older head alongside and be that Jagielka or Williams, that might actually help him. So, I think it. it 
he's fortunate and he's unfortunate that there's nobody, there's no outstanding candidate no. at the moment. But um, it, I've kind of fudged it a bit to say to. So who are you two? Yeah, go on. Key, key yeah. and if, they, if, if they're all if they're all available, then um, I'll say um, Keenan Williams. You, can, you know what's going to happen? We're, we're all going to give four completely different yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think Michael Keane has been poor since we've signed him. Yeah. There's, there's no disrespect in that at all. If you looked at his performances, he hasn't been the player we thought he was, but he was against for Burnley. Um, Ashley Williams, he's been getting his game basically on the sole basis because he's a left-sided defender. That, that yeah. for me, he's been he's been playing there. He's come on since Allardyce has um, came as our manager, but I think Holgate for me. He has improved so much under Sam Allardyce. It's been untrue. I never ever seen. Well, I've been watching all game for the past what eighteen months. He's been playing right back. I think, oh, it's a nightmare. He can't cross the ball. But as soon as Allardyce has came in and put him centre back, he's yeah. been absolutely brilliant. Now I look at. I'm going back to the derby. Firmino and he drags centre halves everywhere. Yeah. And the minute Firmino touched that ball, the ball was played in front of him. Holgate was right up his backside. He was nipping in front of him, taking the ball off him and going on runs. I thought Holgate was brilliant. For me, Holgate's the first in the team sheet. I'd let it. I'd let. As Chris just then, horses for courses with Jack Elker and Williams for me. It depends on who you're playing, and obviously, them two can't play every week. So, Holgate, Jack Elker. Yeah, go on then, Governor. <laughs> different to <situation. laughs> I'd say. I'd say. I'd give a clue in Manas the question the Holgate would be my first choice yeah. at the moment because I yeah. think out of the four yeah. because of his age and the way what he's shown so far yeah. his improvements under Santo mm. he'd be my first choice I think my second choice will be that when they played I'm a bit mystified in this to play four or five on games under Sam at the start him and Williams yeah and that's me looked the more sheets. natural yeah. out of, the, out of yeah. the, the partnerships that's looked the more natural one for yeah. me um, is it just because he's left sided, Gav? I think sometimes you get a natural affinity. I mean, I suppose all these friends are the, the, the big pals. Yeah, it's hard because one's you know a lot older than yeah, the other, but yeah. they are big pals. Just, yeah. Funny, Aussie when he was in here, he said the complete opposite thing. Didn't yeah. he? That older players don't tend to mix with younger players in the dressing yeah. room. It's funny yeah. that they do. Yeah. Like me and you, Gav. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they has got the three. <laughs> well, how much older than him are you, Scotty? Yeah. He just looks it. We talk the stadium capacity, and that there, there's a big gap. Seriously, I go with, I go with, not for like two, three years down the line, but between the end of the season, just to get us through there, I go with. Holgate and Williams. Go ahead, big pressure. No, no, not at all. I mean, Holgate, yeah, I agree with all of the uh, comments that you've made there. To me, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, sound like you know, the old timer again here. Remember when Billy Rice first came through yeah. as, a, as a centre-half who had played right-back and locked okay at right-back. Centre-half, mm-hmm. he was absolute class act. And uh, the only thing that let him down was his weight issues, you know, uh, which you know, he ended up getting transferred in the end. But he had a real bit of quality about him, a really good defender. And he reminds me to a certain degree of that's probably a better defender uh, than Billy Wright was. Um, but yeah, I, I would have Holgate straight away. He's only played, I think it's six games as centre-half. So we don't know yet whether it's just like initial promise or whether that is then going to develop yeah, into enduring, yeah. you know, sort of... It was, was interesting, I spoke to him at the start of the season <coughs> and I asked him and he said, do you see yourself primarily as a right-back or centre-back? And at that time, the start of the season... He wasn't sure he, yeah. himself. I know he'd been used, employed a lot at right back, and Tony spoke about those frustrations where he was obviously a game trier, but he's not offering the same in the final third as a Coleman or even a Kenny would do. Yeah. So it, perhaps it happens a lot with young defenders, don't they? They, they get the opening of a right back, there seems to be more opportunities there for young players. Then they yeah. develop into centre half, and we may see that with Holgate, hopefully. 
But yeah, I mean, Hall Gaze, and alongside him, I'd go with the one that played at Anfield. I mean, I just think Jagielka is so underrated still. Uh, the goal. I genuinely <laughs> thought it was James McCarthy. Yeah, so yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's Phil Jagielka doing up there? Yeah. But just the pace that he showed to, you know, to get up there, the Fastest awareness. Fastest in the Premier League, apparently. Well, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he's, he's much underrated still. Yeah. Uh, his organisational abilities are still apparent. He's, he's a very, very good defender. The downside is he's 35 and, you know, mm. you're not going to get, you know, you can't play, you know, two games a week but that's not going to be an issue between now and the end mm. of the season sadly because we're yeah. to the FA Cup two games a month I think but, between well, yeah, but I, ju- I just <laughs> think you know he's been playing a lot better than Ashley Williams Williams and Holgate might look like the more natural pairing but Jagielka he's just got so much to offer and you know still and, and I would still have him you know certainly for the remainder of this season and clearly it's an area where we're going to be looking to bring a player in Michael Keane just hasn't done it for me this season yeah. And there were incidents against United where he got turned. You know, he started Palace well. Away. He had yeah. half an hour and then he got turned by, was it Martial? And yeah. just Palace away. Goal as well against yeah. Man yeah. where he perhaps should have done a little bit more, was it? Because he looked goal. sluggish too. Uh, I yeah. looked at him for Burnley last year. I thought, this lad towering, yeah. bit of pace about him. And now all of a sudden you look at him, he's dead on his feet, yeah. he's sluggish, lacks his age. And you go, no, I, I don't think that's the same player at all. The lad I used to work with, he was Burnley fan and he said, are you going to buy one player by Tarkovsky? Really, no, yeah. No, yeah. No. The two, he, yeah. He watches them every home and away every week. Of yeah. the two, he'd be the one he'd buy. Sometimes a move to a club like Everton, I mean, we take it for granted, but you know, Everton is such a big club still, and it's, you know, it's chalk and cheese going from a, you know... Played for Manchester United, though, Dave, do you know what I mean? He yeah, did, yeah, but didn't succeed there, did he? You know, he ended up having to go to Burnley to yeah. reinvent it's his a, career. It's a, the classic provincial to big city club, yeah. with all due respect to Burnley. And we spoke about this many times, haven't you? Say, some people, like Tim Cahill, will embrace it. Yeah. And the others find it, the transition a struggle. Well, on, let's have a look at other positives from the Derby match, because there were quite a few, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, Dave. Balassie, 100%. I, I mean, Sorry, Dave, I thought Balassi, considering yeah. the amount of time he's been out, yeah. and I asked every Liverpool fan after the derby, he said, that Balassi, he said, we were petrified of him. Yeah. Although they did say, but like Rob, did Robertson was their best player, they thought Balassi, who we just petrified of him, Luchman. He's the minute Luchman come on, and yeah. Balassi, he said, they just retreated backwards and backwards. Yeah. I thought them two for me, and it's sad looking at it now, you think, do you know what, should I start with Luchman? Yeah. But it's hindsight, isn't it? Would you have got the same level of performance from him? No, I still think Luckman's an impact sub. I think yeah. if you start him, he goes missing. Yeah. And, you know, bring him on. You know, in the game where players are a little bit, you know, not leg weary, but you know, concentration's going a little bit. And he made a difference. As he did against Watford when he yeah. came on as a sub, he made a difference. How good was Balassi? I thought he did. His endurance and his, I think he gives us a balance, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I was a bit. I was. I wouldn't have marked gone back to Penno's mark and what's he given Dave eight? eight yeah. Yeah. I, I felt if I was thought you respect if you give him yeah. eight, I'd expect him to beat the four full back. He did once or twice, didn't he? But he adds balance and he adds something of the unknown. Um other here's one for you too. We spoke about John Joe Kenny a couple of podcasts ago being mm. dropped, about what would it be like for a young player being dropped, how you feel yeah. comes back into the team. Yeah. On Friday, big game at Anfield. I thought he played. He was very good. He was yeah. very good. Yeah. It's in the context of saying how people yeah. react to being yeah. dropped if you're young. I think that that was a big positive. Yeah. Manny had no change out of him for, again. for those reasons. I thought as well. Um, is is Schneider and McCarthy a more natural? I, I was going to bring that up. Well, I actually mentioned that in the piece I did afterwards because. McCarthy played very well again for me, mm. clearly running on fumes at the end. Yeah. Uh, but you know he does make a difference, and yes, he looks a better. I, I thought Schneiderlin was showing a few flashes, nothing more than that, but a few flashes of the form we saw at the tail end of last season. 
And I just wondered whether that was because McCarthy is a more natural... He plays higher up the pitch than Edge does. Yeah. And it just looked like a, a, natural, a more natural balance. But, you know, could you leave Gay out? You it's, know, it's, it's a difficult one. It's just possession on the ball that worries me for Schneiderlin. Every pass is sideways or back. He will yeah. never go forward two or three yards with the ball and look yeah. to attack. It's, it's natural instinct. And it wasn't like this when we first signed him. It's natural instinct. It's to look sideways or go back with the ball. You're thinking, yeah. lad, you, you, he's box-to-box midfielder <coughs> at Manchester United and Southampton. That's why we signed him. Yeah. Now, I look all of a sudden, he's just turned into this... Like a crab, so to speak. He's just going yeah. side to side, isn't he? I'm thinking, no, I... McCarthy for me played well. I, I'd be interested to see McCarthy and Guy as a, as a centre partnership. Yeah, maybe maybe a bit too similar. But well, that, that opportunity will come, no doubt. And the goalkeeper, do we give him a free pass? Given uh, you know the way he's played this season, well, an interesting one for you, Dave. If he would have stayed on his line, would he have got anywhere near it anyway? Well, if Nasser stayed on the uh, on the near post, he might not need to save myself. We don't know. I mean, initially, you know, when I saw it in real time from inside the ground, I, I thought Jaggy Elko was it was the guy. I that thought that was at fault because you know he was out jumped. But let's face it, Van Dijk is so towering in the air; it's impossible almost not to you know be, be out jumped by him. It's only when you see the replay and you think, oh God, Pickford's had a nightmare there. Yeah. But, you know, he's had a great season. But Hall game might have done better. The, the yeah. frust- I know we didn't talk about the Man United game last week, but the, one, the frustrating thing for me is we lost against Man United and Liverpool. And how many opportunities, good opportunities to give to those clubs inside the box in those two games? Mm. Very few. Yeah. You know, very few opportunities. What, three or four? Uh, yeah, well, I think in domination and possession. Yeah, yeah. Two teams in terms of how you set up and defended, it's that. We allowed ourselves, Man United, to give too much space at the edge of the penalty area and got done by a set piece and, and a penalty on Friday. And the frustrating thing for me is I haven't done 95% of the defending job yeah, in the penalty yeah. area. It's like great. We've, we've sort of, on the edges, we've let ourselves down. I think that's a really worrying thing. That's, I'm not worrying. It's, it's frustrating. That's what irritated me. And if you were to ask anyone, basically on the derby, the team, the scoreline was 2-1. Yeah. A great counter-attack and goal. And a set piece and a penalty, you probably you probably least like that with Everton, wouldn't you? But it went <laughs> to be. You'd think um, I thought Everton's goal was brilliant, and to concede from a set piece, a corner late on, yeah. and a dodgy penalty, yeah. it was hard to stomach. But it's you know what you know what, you know what Derby I always go on about is the two all game in January, two thousand. Just and I was going, we were winning two one. Yeah. And total control of the game. You're thinking yeah. about we've got it there, like you know. And Tim Howard, I suppose he was on three points for Moises and Alisson. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You know, I mean, and I remember coming away from that game thinking, I'm totally frustrated there because we, we should have won that. Yeah. And, and we just let ourselves down. And the same a little bit on Friday. And as a result, it's now in the realms of horrible history, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Gone and and let's face it, we've given them another script again there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing yeah. is, as well, do you know what's interesting? Obviously, the performance, I thought we played well, really well, yeah. second half, I thought we were really good. Yeah. And one of my mates alluded to me, he said, That's the best I've seen Everton play football at Anfield for a long while. Would you yeah. go as long as far to say that? Well, to be honest, fair. Considering there's a number of four I was going to say, yeah, he's not like, got a great deal of recent <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we need to temper it by the fact that, okay, we played well. And I think we defended well. We only still only created one shot on target. Uh, which sure, I think, three, didn't he? Yeah, well, that, well that's mm. a frustrating thing, isn't it? So I think we played well, but I don't think we played... Yeah, really, really yeah, it was well. Okay. It was a okay. massive improvement yeah. on the league game on there. Yeah. And, and and a big improvement to some of our recent performances. I think from an Evertonian point of view, that... That is the frustration, whether they're blown out the water, whether it's a routine win for Liverpool or whether it's going down fighting like on Friday, unfortunate. It's yet another way to lose at Anfield, oh. yet another way not to win yeah. at Anfield. And it's gone on far too long. It's, it's gone, 
you know, there was a time in the past, a generation or so ago, Liverpool the dominant dominant team in Europe, and it was never this bad. This is at a time when there's relatively little between the two clubs, and for a whole generation of Evertonians to grow up now, and it's used getting used to this, conditioned to this, yeah. and you can't blame the individual players, the managers. It's different managers, it's different players, but like I said, it's yet another way. So yeah, 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 yeah. 16 games now isn't it we haven't won a derby that, that's bad that isn't it it's can we go to something positive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah come yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, we said we discussed the derby we have discussed the derby so that's it it's now finished with um, it's January we're what eight days into it now nine days into it and we've signed one player already a couple of players have gone you mentioned Theo Walcott before I mean there's a number of names being linked he's one that quite excites me and that I'd like to see at Goodison Park uh, given his pace, given what he's done in the past, uh, is he a player that you'd want to see arriving? Do you think? I, he'd... I do, Dave. I'd like him. Yeah. I think if you look at, I think Oxley Chamberlain came from Arsenal. He, he was averaging four goals a season. Yeah. Look at Walcott's record. It's like 15, 17 goals yeah. a season. It goes unnoticed. It really does. I think exactly exactly whatever they're after. I like him. He's a flying pitch. machine. Absolutely yeah. flying machine. And, I, and yeah. I think a change of clubs will do him the power yeah. of good. I think he's been he's gone stale there at Arsenal. Yeah. He was to come up north, away from it all, bring his family up. And a new lease of life, so to speak. I think yeah. re- I think be a cracking son. After what you're picking him up, twenty five million now with yeah, add-ons. Yeah. I think it's buttons in this day and age. And we've just signed a player there that we don't know how well on earth he's going to get on for twenty yeah. odd million. Could well, be hopefully any. we do. Who <laughs> signed Clasen for twenty odd million? Look how that turns out. So yeah. I just think it's listen. Very fair point. Any, any other names out there that you'd like to see join the club? Because and Zonzi's another one who's being yeah. linked. Yeah. Yeah. Left back for Gav. Yeah. Oh God, Luke Luke left Shaw. back for everyone. Yeah, 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 to be fair. And Onsen's he's a bit, bit high maintenance off Van Hanholt's been linked as well, hasn't he? Yeah. I've always liked them when he was a Sunderland. I like yeah. him, he's good yeah. going yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about yeah. defensively. But yeah. Is that the next sign do you think Sam Allardyce will look to is a left back straight away? Would well, do we have had Van Hanholt's name? Sunderland? Sunderland. Oh no, a left back certainly. Um, Leighton Baines, you know, sadly nearing the end of a very distinguished career. Yeah. And we don't know quite how bad this injury situation is going to be, but you know. Kuko Martin has done all right for me recently. He's done mm. better and better defensively, but you know, he offers absolutely nothing not going for forward pitch, yeah. because he's not left-footed. He can't yeah. do it. So. Is it crucial in this window? It's, it's, it's probably a difficult question. No, if we were to sign this left back, is it basically a stopgap, or are we looking now because Baines is not going to play full season? Are we looking for a left back now for the next two or three years? I don't think you can ever have such a thing as a stopgap. I mean, the days of bringing a Paul Power and you know his cover yeah. have gone. I think you've got to buy the best available out there. And you know, if that's Luke Shaw, you know, so go for it. If there's somebody in Europe that we don't know about who's absolutely top level, go for it. January is not generally the window where those kind of signings are made. Obviously, Coutinho might you know disprove that yeah. across the park there. But generally, you know, you tend to get. You know, players that aren't that long term, but I just think you go by the best that's out there. Chris is the Tierney at Celtic. Yeah, definitely that sort of profile. A young player you can develop, and it's not so much of a transition for him in Scotland um, coming down to England and from uh, a cultural football point of view I believe he can switch over on the other side play in the middle as, as well so certainly I've not seen a great deal about him but he sort of hits the pro- fits the profile that, yeah. that you'd want that sort of player who would hopefully eventually replace Leighton Baines mm-hmm. as first choice left back who else would you go for anyone out there I think so if we sign another striker would that then be the end of an EAS 
Surely. Because yeah, you can't keep Calvert Lewin's there, you've got Sanjo there as yeah. well. So obviously Sanjo and the asses, one of them. Of course, course it him. would be the end, and would we be bothered? No, yeah, no, no, no chance. No chance. Yeah. He's done all right for us this season. You know, fair play to the lads. Yeah, he's just five minutes of fame. Yeah, he's had a good go, but come on. We've got to look at a higher quality than that. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Yeah, and nobody else you would see moving. Well, as, as Sam said, he's got to get a few out the door, as yeah. we mentioned. So there. the interesting one is the kids. Players, yeah. The kids. I mean, he, he talked a while ago about um, maybe needing to let some players go out on loan, and um, obviously Liam Walsh has gone permanently to Bristol City. But I think he's thinking about some of the other, you know, younger players. Benny Beningamy is one that you yeah. know sort of might fit that bill. Who looked really, really promising when he first came in. Uh, not quite so impressive in the last couple of games, but could benefit from a loan deal somewhere. Yeah. It's just, it's I know, a, we haven't had no centre forward. Obviously, Kane Dow's had a bit of publicity, hasn't he, over the yeah. last uh, 48 hours as well. Yeah. He, I think um, he's just to keep him. He's developing. No, no, that's just, just, gen, no, just yeah. generally speaking yeah. about going forward, about yeah. not maybe not for January. I've heard some shouts for he, he could be an ideal replacement for Ross Barkley next season. Thinking, listen, just keep him where no, he Kieran is. Dow. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Would you Mate. see similarities with that? No, not at all. Um, I think he's, you know, so that left side role we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. He's one who could play off there. Uh, he's a player I like an awful lot but you know so pigeon and holding him into a particular position I'm not so sure has he got the physique to play in the Premier League week in week out um, I think that's why he's gone to Nottingham Forest and why he's doing so well there initially he didn't if you remember when he was given his debut by Unzi at the end of that season when Martinez was sacked and you know he was the absolute you know star that yeah. we wanted to see as it was Tom Davis was the standout yeah, yeah. performer that game Following season, Koeman came in, obviously, you know, so Gabe Davis has had, you know, from January, and, you know, he sparkled down, never got a look in. Start of the season, it looked pre-season, it looked great again. The only problem was a little bit lightweight, I thought, which is why he's gone to Forest, and, you know, clearly he's developed magnificently. They love him, absolutely love him. Championship Premier League is a different kettle of fish, but, you know, let's face it, he's just turned the last yeah. like a, a similar one, and he's been in this very room, was similar, it's Lee Osman, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? Because Ozzy yeah. was sort of on the periphery of Everton, wasn't yeah. he? And he went, he went to Derby, and he did really well at Derby, didn't he? And so I know it's like the games change and the difference mm. in the Championship and Premier League and all that type of stuff. It's got bigger, but, but yeah, yeah. But but Ozzy's an example of somebody yeah, at the club yeah. who really benefited from a loan deal and build himself up and, and things like that physically, yeah. and then come back at a completely different player than when, when he left. And yeah. maybe they might be the same at Kieran Dow. Yeah. Similarities, like you say, with the physique, somebody who didn't um, get by on having great power or pace, but had. Uh, a technical brain to, to play the game but I think Osman's a real sort of extreme example wasn't he, he was almost 23 when he got mm. his first yeah, start he'd have been injured like though hasn't yeah. he so yeah, in terms of like you know his, his years as a mm. pro probably similar mm. but it's been interesting to see how that pans out yeah, absolutely. Right, well, there's going to be lots more speculation as the uh, as the month progresses. Like I said, we're only just into January. And we'll be back again towards the end of this week, looking ahead to the trip to Wembley. We're going to Wembley. <laughs> OK, it's only to face <laughs> time. But, you know, it's, uh, it's genuine. So uh, stick with us and we'll uh, bring another Royal Brew podcast uh, to the end of the week. Cheerio.